Hello and welcome back to the Procrastinate Podcast. I am your host, Matthew B. Stein. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 34 of the Procrastinate Podcast. I think that's correct. We're going to roll with it. Episode 34. Thank you and welcome back. This week, kind of all about Chicago, kind of just about me and my week. Uh, you know, I... I, I some weird things have happened this week. I went to Chicago for the weekend. It was a great time. We're going to talk about Chicago, my trip, the weird things that have happened, also the Chicago fire, and Chicago sporting events with the corner flag, as always. That's this episode. Let's get right into it. Roll the intro. Peace. Peace. Hello and welcome back to episode 34 of Procrastinated Podcast. I am your host, Matthew B. Stein. I'm so glad you can join me on this beautiful Sunday evening. It is currently April 11th at 9.10 p.m. It's kind of a late episode, we'll say so. This is the late night episode of the Procrastinated Podcast, even though I filmed like the second episode of this at like 2 a.m. But it's okay, we're here now. So, thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. I'm kind of tired, a little loopy, but it's okay. I'm tired because I had a great weekend. So, as per usual with the the podcast, that's what this is, the podcast, I start with the highs and the lows of my week. And luckily, I don't really have a low for this week. My low is just the fact that I, I we're starting with the low, whatever. My low of this week is just the fact that I had to leave Chicago. I I had to stop having a good time. And that's upsetting. But, you know, life goes on. So you just kind of, you move on and you look forward to the next trip, whenever that is. But the high of my week, honestly, there's like, I could be like, pick like five highs of this week. It was a pretty good week. And I just don't remember any of the downs. I don't really think there are any that low or that low, any low points that are really that low. Like I, one of my classes I didn't have this week, it got canceled because his family, he was with, he was with his family on vacation because his kids are in middle school. Uh, another class I had, I didn't, I still, I still didn't have it for the second week in a row because his wife just had his baby, had his baby, well, his baby, a week or so ago, and we just didn't have class. So it was a really, honestly, a wide open week, and it was a beautiful week. The temperatures were always amazing. The sun was shining the whole entire time. So I guess that kind of leads me into my high. My high of the week was helping strangers get a frisbee out of a tree, and the, I, this is okay. So getting helping strangers get a tr- uh, frisbee out of the tree was cool. Great time. Whatever, though. You know, that happens. That's just, you just bump into those things in life. But the actual cool thing, my actual high of this week, was I got to get fed by Sarah Ansari, Sarah Ansari's parents, the Ansaris, in West Lafayette two times this weekend. They are my favorite family, perhaps. Well, that other than my family, because I apparently have to be biased towards them. But uh, I know they'll appreciate this and saying that I very much enjoyed their food. It hit the spot very much. Uh, they fed me s- Friday night and th- earlier this evening, Sunday evening. And on Friday, oh boy, I smashed the food. We'll, we'll get to that, but I smashed the food. I was so hungry. I hadn't eaten all day when we got there. And they had cooked up burgers and hot dogs and chicken. It was so good and tantalizing for my body. It was so delicious. And I destroyed it. And it was amazing. And I appreciate them very much. So <laughs> thank you to the Anzari family. I know you're watching. 
I appreciate you very much. So now, with that, now I've gotten that out of the way, let's get into the actual episode. So as I said in the intro, the theme of this week is kind of just Chicago. I've kind of picked like words in the past, like best friends or enemies as well. Brothers, I think, is what I when I did as well. Just a different hodgepodge of words. But this week we're doing a city, which I think is also a good transition for when I run out of words to, to go off of because admittedly I have to kind of bump into a scenario that brings up a word in my head for me to go with a word for the episode. But having cities as the background is kind of a good spine to have, you know, because you can, there's history in every single city in across the world. There's history in Wabash, Indiana. There's history in Indianapolis where I'm at right now. There's a bunch of history in Chicago. Wherever you go, there's history of some sort. There's always a weird event that happened or a, a cold case or something like that. There's always some mark of history and Chicago definitely has a lot of them. So we're going to keep it within Chicago for the weekend or yeah, for the weekend. That's what I did. So before we get to Chicago and my trip to Chicago this weekend, I want to start out on Tuesday evening, and this is where my high comes from. So as I mentioned, starting, I think last Sunday, it was beautiful, just absolutely gorgeous, like 75 degrees the whole time. It was essentially like late May. It was amazing. It was just lovely. Really couldn't ask for anything more. Just the weather you want to see. Just it makes it makes these things make me happy. So because of that, I was hanging out with my friends and I wanted to take advantage of the nice weather because that's what you do when it's nice outside. You go outside, believe it or not. So we ended up going outside and like just threw a blanket down down in Holcomb Gardens. It's, the, it's this nice woodsy park area near Butler University. And we just kind of chilled on the ground with a blanket, just kind of soaked up the sun, enjoyed our, each other's company. We were talking about life. I was with the same people that I went to Chicago with, uh, the, Sarah Ansari, Sarah, I maybe shouldn't put the full names, but who cares? Sarah Ansari, Sarah Hess, Ella Gavin, I forgot. I was trying to think of everybody else that was there, but it was just those three. We're having a great time soaking up the sun, just talking, shooting the shit, as they say. And these girls near us, they were playing frisbee or catch with a ring frisbee so i don't know if you know what ring frisbees are they're frisbees but they're just like a rubber ring with like i think a metal ring underneath the rubber just to give it some more weight they go really far they're actually incredible frisbees they're better than most any other frisbee other than maybe a boomerang and a disc golf disc and an ultimate frisbee i think those it, i would say it's third i say it goes it goes like at least for my ability to throw i would say it goes disc golf disc uh, ultimate frisbee what did i just say ring frisbee and then boomerang even though i haven't really thrown that many boomerangs but you know they're easy to throw because they come right back to you that's the whole thing they were playing catch with the ring frisbee and they were just two girls uh you know just two girls and they one of the girls told the other i learned this later on but one of the girls told her friend hey go long i'll throw it to you the girl went long and sometimes depending on where you're at when you tell your friend to go long, bad things can happen because there's an obstacle you didn't see or a body of water you didn't see, and then the party can be ruined. And unfortunately, that's what happened for these very, very nice girls. She said go long, she threw it, it flew off into the distance, and it got caught, not by her friend though, but by a tree. So they had to get sad a little bit and they had to receive, receive retrieve the frisbee from the tree. As a person who loves to play catch, loved to play catch growing up, loved to throw things and do whatever for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, 
I have often gotten things stuck in trees. I was just a rambunctious kid, and when you throw things, and I was able, for some reason, I've always been able to throw things very far, they get stuck in trees, and that's just a problem you have to deal with. And there will be times, there will be times, like, let's say I went to, not really trees, but I took a football or something to a high school football game at a, at a different school, and I was playing catch with it with whoever, and somebody made a bad throw, and it went over the fence, and went into the woods, and it was gone forever. When that happens, that is perhaps the single, at the time, it seems like the single lowest point in any young child's life that loves to play catch, whether it's a boy or a girl, it's very sad. So when I saw that they got their frisbee stuck in the tree, I was like, that's a party killer. I know what that feeling feels like. I would hate to leave without the frisbee, and it was stuck way up in the tree, and you couldn't climb it. So I was like, I'm going to go help these girls out. I obviously went over there and helped them out. I did my. I initially started by trying to shake the tree, and... I tried to shake the branch, but the the trunk was too stiff at the bite at the base. So I had to like jump up onto a, a branch above and I had to like swing. I, but it was high enough off the ground that I wasn't touching the ground. So I had to like wiggle my body like, like, here's, I had, I had to like wiggle my body to try and shake the branch. Couldn't get it to come down. So I had to, we had to get like sticks and pieces of, tr uh, stumps and stuff to try and knock it down we got like uh, yeah just things on the ground random things on the ground trying to knock it down eventually we knocked it down it got to like a lower level got stuck between two branches and we knocked it down again it got stuck between another branch knocked it down one more time where it was just hanging off the very edge of a of a branch and it eventually came down when it was all said and finished i'm pretty sure we had or i'm positive we had gotten more things stuck in the tree than we had gotten out we had gotten like two stuck two sticks or two or three sticks and a branch and a stump or like a piece of a stump stuck in the tree and only one frisbee down almost impressive but that was a good time uh a weird thing happened when you're on the way back from hanging out there though i, I got to get those girls instagrams not like that i was trying to holler at them but just when there's fun experiences like that i like to connect with those people reach out to them or not reach out to them but connect with them and just like because I'll see a random, I'll, in a couple weeks, I'll see one of them post a picture on Instagram and be like, who is this? And then I'll go to their profile and be like, oh, it was those girls I helped get the frisbee out of the tree. That, it's just a cool thing to me. Especially as a kid who loved to play catch. I will always love, I'm, I'm the youngest sibling. I'll always love to do things like that. It ended up taking like 25 minutes. It took way too long to get it down, but it was fantastic. And I loved every second of it just because I eat that stuff up. That's what I want to do. I love showing off that I can throw, even though, admittedly, my throwing for the day was subpar. I could have done better, but... I was the one that ate, that gave it the, the, the killing blow and knocked it out of the tree, so that felt good. <laughs> but I said, on the way, so we were out, at, I mentioned we were out at Holcomb Gardens with the, with the Sarahs and Ella. One of the Sarahs left, and then Sarah, Ella, and I, we hung out a little bit longer until the sun went down, so it was about dusk. And then we walked to an uh, apartment building where Ella lived just so she could do something in her apartment. I don't really remember what. And we walked back to campus just because... We were going to go hang out in Sarah's room. I know there's a lot of names bouncing around here, and you're probably losing control of the cast, but it's okay. We're going to Sarah's room, which is up on campus. We had to walk a ways there, and we took, like, a little bike path that goes along the canal here in Indianapolis. As we were walking along the canal, uh, we were just talking, you know, shooting the shit, as you say. And we were just walking along normal. It was a little, a little chilly, a little breezy. Because it was a really nice day, but the sun had gone down, so that's what was where the most heat, most of the heat was coming from. So it was a little breezy, but it was still like 60 degrees or so, so it wasn't terrible, but just a little chilly. 
as we were walking along the path, we got to like this opening in the trees a little bit. Uh, and it, we, no, forget that. We did not get this opening in the trees. We were just walking along the path, just living our life. And all of a sudden we walked into what felt like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like a wall of warmth, if you will, a wall of warmth. It was very bizarre. I, the, the best way I can describe it is like if you walked under a heat lamp, but there was no heat lamp there. Like it was like, it was somehow like the inverse of wind. You know how wind will like and make you shiver or whatever. We walked the, what we walked into felt like the inverse of that. So it was warmth. It was very bizarre. So once we, we took like, we walked into the, into the wall of warmth or whatever, took two or three more steps and both like are all of us looked at each other like, did you, what, what was that? That was so weird. What was that? And then we turned around and like walked back to see if it was, it would follow us back, you know, just to see if the temperature changed for some reason. And it actually ended up following that the warmth ended up following us back farther than we initially walked into it, which was weird to us, but we eventually were able to get out of it. And then we walked back again to see if we would hit, hit the wall again, but it wasn't there. So it was a one-off experience that we all felt the exact same way at the exact same time, and it wasn't there again. It was incredibly bizarre. I'll honestly probably never forget it. I just it's it's somewhat unexplainable. I mean, there may be some physics and science explanation to it, but I don't have that capability in my brain. It was a bizarre experience, very incredible. I will probably never ever forget it, even though it was just a simple walk through the woods back to campus weird so that happened <laughs> that was my tuesday evening and then i went about my week just kind of living life you know we had a in one of my classes we had a 360 camera like cameras that can shoot 360 degrees we had a, a, a assignment of source with that where you just had to go out and take videos of random spots on campus we did that and we found out while we were doing that that the assignment that should was supposed to be like a couple minute video about a place on campus it's really just a storyboard, so we don't even have to do the actual assignment. We just have to tell what we would film. So that assignment's super easy. And then the next assignment after that in that same class was supposed to be with drones. But because of COVID, we can't film with either of them, which doesn't make any sense to me. But, I mean, I'll take it. It makes my life easier. So now the two, my two final projects in this class, instead of being two full actual assignments that we edit and put together and do all this stuff, it's just storyboards. So both of the assignments will take like 10 minutes tops, I think. If, it, if, if the assignments are what I think they're going to be, it'll take like no time at all. It's thank you. So let's, let's skip ahead. That was Tuesday. That was Tuesday. Let's skip ahead to Friday. So I wake up at like 1 PM by 1 PM. I don't have class on Friday. So, you know, I get to sleep in. I kind of, I make Friday and Saturday kind of my really weekend. I try to make Sunday and a productive day always fails that way, but I try. I met with this professional in the sports media world in Indianapolis, a guy named Greg Rakestraw, at a coffee place, and we talked like 45 minutes. I thought it was going to be more of a conversation about him asking about me and me asking about him. Turned out I was kind of just interviewing him, and it was a little, I caught me a little off guard. I should have been more, more prepared, but it was okay. I made a good connection. I talked with the guy. He gave me good information, and he knows my name now, so if he hears about something, he'll probably reach out to me, and it was a, it was a good thing. But after that, it was, when I got done with that, it was like 3.30, I think. And we had plans to leave for Chicago at 5 or 6 p.m. I need to intro the Chicago trip. So my friend Sarah Ansari, I've mentioned her on the podcast before. I mention her about every week now because she's a person I hang out with a lot. 
and she was on the podcast like four episodes ago. She planned this trip for her birthday. Her birthday was March 28th, and this was like a late birthday trip for her, kind of. And I don't know why, I just spaced. So that was why we had this trip. We planned to leave like five or six on Friday. And our plan was, or it went, so this is what we actually did. We left at 5 or 6. I think it was like 6.10 when we left. So we were pretty well on point there. Drove to West Lafayette in two different cars because there was a group of six of us. And we all couldn't fit in each other's cars because I think the max amount of space a car had was five seats. So that is not five. That is five. <laughs> five seats. So we drove to West Lafayette to pick up Sarah's mom's van so we could all go in a big group in the same car to Chicago. And from there, we went to Mokina, Illinois, which is where the other Sarah lives. And we hung out. We ended up staying there. Oh, I'm, I'm skipping over an important part. So we drove to West Lafayette to get that van. And I hadn't eaten all of Friday. So I was going to their house. We were going to eat dinner at Sarah's house in West Lafayette. And I was starving. I was so, 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 so hungry. And actually, this is the family that I had spent Easter with last weekend. So I was familiar with them. When we got there, everybody... Like was with Sarah unpacking their stuff a little bit or moving into the van and her little she's a little cute little dog named Elsie Elsie it's a, she's just a little a little cute sausage dog that kind of looks like she has like black spots and she's mainly white kind of like a little sausage cow is what I like to call her she's pretty adorable but they were all distracted by her and I saw Sarah's mom by the front door and since I met Sarah's mom I feel like I don't know I feel like they kind of Sarah said they have an interest in me but I said I feel like they really like me. Because, I don't know, I'm me, I know I'm good with parents, and uh, little did I know, I learned this out after the fact, actually, that uh, they're Catholic, but I am I was raised Catholic, and they like that about me. Sarah told me that, about me, told me that, which I thought was kind of funny. But I saw her mom outside their house, and I was like, I'll go talk to mom, I like mom. So then I, I followed her into the house, and uh, the food was all ready, it was fantastic. I love, I love going places where I feel so welcome. I feel so welcome in their house. Even after just going there one time, I was like, I don't own this place, but I, I feel like they let me be me. I feel like I can behave as if this is somewhat my place. Not like totally, but you get what I'm saying. Like I, if I know where things are, I can just go to them without having to ask like, can I do this? Can I, where's the bathroom? Can I use the bathroom? Like it, I'm comfortable and it was very nice and they had the food already. It was beautiful. The food was delicious as well. I, I said burgers, hot dogs, chicken, chips, green beans. I, no, no, green beans was Easter. There was, I think there was a few other things. But since I hadn't eaten, I smashed it. It was so good. I had, I ended up having three hot dogs, two pieces of chicken, and a and a burger as well as some chips. I smashed. It was so good. Oh my goodness. It hit the spot so much. Thank you and sorry family. I very much appreciate it. But I need to get on with the story because there's a lot of details in the story. So we drive to Mokina after that where the other Sarah lives and we stayed there for the night. She had a hot tub. We had a nice hot tub night. We just chilled out. It was a good time. Hot sat on our porch in the hot tub, soaked up the, not the sun because it was nighttime, but soaked up the warmth of the water. Then we watched a movie that night, I think. And we woke up the next morning at like 8.45, I think. And we got on the road by 10. Drove to drove up to Chicago. It's about an hour. We got there. We found parking right off Michigan Avenue, which is main road in Chicago. Really nice. Really prime parking, if you will. Ended up being like 36 bucks. I hate that parking. You could get charged for parking. It's very annoying. But like, 
in a city, you're going to make as much money as possible wherever you can. Anyways, that's not the point. Who cares about parking? So on Saturday, we kind of just did a lot of shopping. That was kind of what Saturday was. We were the whole point was to go to the aquarium, but we were supposed we were going to go to the aquarium on Saturday, but there wasn't any times available on Saturday, so we just we had to go. We had to, we had to change plans, so we made it a shopping day. My parents were nice enough to bless me with a little bit of cheddar to spend for the weekend. Even though I hate that I have to ask for, I hate that I ask for parents' money. It makes me sound like a parents' money child. I also hate asking for money. I'm so bad at it. It feels makes me feel gross. I could get a job and make my own money. I should, but I don't. And I ask, I ask my parents for money, and it makes me feel terrible. And I don't like it at all. It's one of my worst things in the world. Even though my parents and you think I'd be able to talk to them about anything, I can't. It's troublesome. It's troublesome for me. But they blessed me, and I was able to have a really good weekend because of it. And I got some cool clothes. Uh, insert that fashion show right here. <laughs> this works out i had a plan to to like make a fashion show we'll see if it actually pans out uh, i got this cool jean michael basquiat shirt from Un uniqlo uniqlo i also got these cool you're not gonna be able to see them these cool nike pants they're like breathable material i got this cool jordan shirt back here i got this cool chicago shirt right here and I got these cool sweats right here. These are North Face sweats. They're big and purple. They were $75 originally. I got them for 15 bucks. How about that for a deal? Mom, you'd be proud of that. Oh, both parents, you'd be proud of that one. How about that for a deal? Pat myself on the back for that one. I was so happy with that. And it was listed as 20 bucks. I was like, that's a steal. But then I went and bought it. It was 15 bucks. A double steal. Puh, amazing. Again, another chef's kiss. Fantastic. So I got a, some retail therapy and it's kind of, it's somewhat gross, but why, why is, why is buying things so fun? Like why, why is spending money feel so good? It feels bad, but it feels good at the same time. I don't, I, I have a, I have a problem with the way spending money makes me feel, I guess. It, I, I, it's good. It's good. It's good. And I never really spend money on myself. I think I'm actually a pretty good saver. I spend money on food, maybe a little too much, but that's it. I really don't spend that much money. And when I, so I was, I, I splashed the cash a little bit. One of my transactions, the, actually my biggest transaction, I only bought, I only made, I think three total transactions. It was $104. I shouldn't talk about money, but when I heard that, I got grossed out because that's just gross. But these pants that I got, they're really slick. They even do this thing at the bottom. They're 65 bucks. That kind of carried the, the purchase. Also, it was with this shirt as well. This shirt's originally 60 bucks. I got it on for sale on sale for 30 bucks. I think it should be originally listed at 30 bucks, but it's okay. I got it on sale. So score. Enough about the things I spent money on, Matthew. Chill out, bro. <laughs>
So, had a great day shopping on Saturday. It rained a little bit. It was kind of a moody day, but Chicago looks good in gray. So, it was it kind of it was kind of a good day, even though you prefer it to be a little sunny and like a nice pretty day, but Chicago looks good in gray and it was rainy. It was I I enjoyed the vibe of Chicago for that day. Even when the rain did start to pick up for a little bit and that wasn't fun, but the the worst of the rain came after we had already left, so it was it, it really worked out very nicely, honestly. So, shopping day, we got Chipotle in the middle of the day. We had a had a big recharge. Oh, we did so much. We did I thought we did a lot of walking. It didn't end up being actually that much walking. It was probably more standing. But we got we got Chipotle for lunch, and that was such a good recharge. You ever eat something and you feel your body like absorb it and like benefit from it? Oh, it's so good. It was so good. It was exactly what I needed. It was fantastic. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> getting lost in my own story here. Went shopping, great time, Chipotle, refuel, whatever, whatever, whatever. Drove back to Mokina at night at like. 6 p.m., 5 p.m. I really don't remember what time it was. It really wasn't that late. Got back, had Giordano's pizza, deep dish pizza. It may have been my first actual real experience with deep dish pizza, and I gotta say, not a fan. Not a fan. This is like the age-old debate. The age-old debate of deep dish pizza versus personal pan pizza or hand-tossed or even thin crust. There's all of these. Me, personally, I would go traditional or hand-tossed just because... It's what I was raised on. Deep dish, I had it this weekend. Wasn't great. Thin crust, it'll just leave something to be desired. I need a little more oomph. I need a little more uh, substance to my pizza. But deep dish to me is too much. I, I like There's a whole bunch of cheese on it, and I could just like feel the diabetes filling my arteries. It was just really not... I felt like I needed to take a shower as I was eating it. It was not good. Or It, it was good, but it... The, the the way my body responded to it wasn't good. So for me personally, I'm gonna go hand toss ten days of the week with stuffed crust because it's just gas. Deep dish, I w- I'll have it every now and then, but not the biggest fan. I'll admit it. After that, we watched a movie, passed out for the night, woke up the next day, and this is where the main attraction of the trip really was. We went to Shedd Aquarium on Sunday, and we went to the famous Shedd Aquarium and. It was supposed to be a cloudy, gloomy day. We got there. There were some bits of sun. It was pretty nice. We made our way inside. We did some walking around. We actually, like, we thought we saw everything. And we like, is that it? That's weird. Like, we, we, it seemed like we were looking for, like, just an hour. And, like, that's all we have to share? That's it? We paid 40 bucks for the tickets. I was like, tough, dude. That's so little. Turns out we didn't know what we were doing. We had missed out on a lot of areas. Also, covid really did minimize the experience of the aquarium because you either had to wait in a line or like some areas were just not there anymore, like not allowed anymore. So it was kind of just a, a mundane experience. It could have been a little better, but oh well, happens. It was ended up being a pretty good time. We were all, I feel like we we're all just really pretty tired, honestly. It wasn't like, I felt kind of like a zombie just walking around. Uh, I did have a fit on. I was actually, I'm realizing now I was wearing this exact same thing because it the, the aquarium was earlier today and my brain's telling me it was yesterday but it was just earlier today uh, it was a great time really great time and this trip in general was a fantastic time i've been friends with these people An- another girl went uh, megan and, and a guy went jake i didn't mention them they weren't in the park with us but they went as well megan was the one i wasn't the closest with or the i was the least close with i guess after the weekend i got a lot closer with her 
I feel like me and the girl Ella, we really bonded over the over the trip just because on Saturday we were both really hungry and really tired. We were just, like we're on the same page the whole time. And then on Sunday, uh, a, a similar kind of thing. I don't know why that was. We also just walk fast. We were leading the pack kind of. It was really good though. I was really glad that I was able to bond with her and spend all that time with her um, because I've been friends with these people, but to actually make that like feel yourself get closer to people is so good. To make connections with people is so good. It was such a good time. And I, I don't know, I, I could just go on and on. It was so good. I'm really glad it happened. The trip was such a good idea. I actually, for a while, forgot about school. It was and somewhat incredible. So I want to thank Sarah Ansari for that. I also want to thank all the people for going because it was fantastic. Friends are cool. Times are cool. Cities are cool. Going places is cool. Wherever it is is cool. Life is cool. People are cool. Cool is cool. So that's kind of the trip. I could go into more detail, but I feel like I already did enough talking about that. So that was my Chicago trip. We got back like two and a half hours ago. I've kind of just been hanging out since then because I'm dead tired from this weekend. You don't have a lot of energy now, but you know, you, you get hyped up for the podcast. It's a, it's a big show. You know, it's a, it's prime time. So you got to get hyped up for it. You got to, you got to put on your game face. So I'm doing just that. It was a great time. Thank you to everybody. Chef's kiss or just blow a kiss to you. Thank you. <sighs> so that was my Chicago trip. That was kind of my week also as well. You had that, that weird happening on Tuesday and then you have the Chicago trip fantastic time. Great, 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 great. And I couldn't even think of a low for the week. How about that? So I guess talking about Chicago a lot, let's talk about perhaps the lowest low for Chicago. The year is 1871. It is, Chicago is growing. It's one of the fastest growing cities in the world. Just 20 years ago, there was only 4,000 people that lived in Chicago. Now there are over 300,000. The fact that it being on the water, being in the middle of the country, being in the middle of like waterways and railroads, some with the crossroads of America, but that's more Indianapolis, but you know, it, that, that's what gives it the recipe to be one of the fastest growing cities in the world. And with the city growing so fast, you have to build a city very fast. And what's the cheapest, fastest way to build with wood. So when you build, for those of you that don't know, if you don't know what wood is, it comes from trees. Trees are made of wood. And wood happens to be very flammable. Especially when it's dry after it's been built and put up somewhere to sit and sit and sit. It gets very, very dry. So, when you have dry wood and you are in a compact area where there happens to be farms, where there happens to be a family named the O'Leary family, and this is all legit, this is an actual fact, but it's fun to contemplate about. A cow at the O'Leary farm allegedly kicked over a lantern that started a fire that ended up burning a third of all of Chicago, ended up leaving, in modern day money, $3.8 billion in damage. I believe it was 200, I want to say thousand at the time, but that doesn't seem like enough. I want to say 200 million, but that also seems like way too much. So we're going to go 200,000, but $3.8 billion in today's money. A third of the city was homeless. Over 100,000 people were homeless. Uh, but when Chicago gets knocked down, 
you know what Chicago did? Chicago rebuilt itself. There was no government help at the time. So it was just Chicago doing its own thing. And luckily, because of Chicago's own positioning and the reason why it was growing so fast, that's why it was able to rebuild so fast. So they went from wood to steel and really built the city from the ground up, really brought itself back. And by the year 1890, the population was over a million. So let's think about that. In 1840, it is the population is 4,500. By 1890, the population is over a million. And in eight, just in the middle, 20 years between each, the population is about 300,000. That's how fast the city was growing. It's somewhat weird to me that the city in 1890 had a million people, but now it only has 2.7 million. But also you get to like capacity at a while. So it makes sense. Like production or population was, and then it flattened out a little bit. That kind of makes sense. But uh, this is my weird way of explaining the Chicago fire of 1871. Allegedly started by a cow, Allegedly started by a drunk guy. Whoever knows whatever happened, we don't actually know. But it ended up burning a third of the city. A third of the city homeless. Burned all the major banks and everything really that you can think of. And Chicago had to rebuild itself. But now Chicago rebuilt itself and it's one of the biggest cities in the world. And one of the best most known cities in the world, absolutely. So, good job, good job Chicago. Proud of you. Good for you. Not really proud of that cow, but good job, Chicago. So... That's it for my rant about Chicago Fire. Let's get into the corner flag. So, corner flag, Chicago. It's a sports city. Absolutely, it's a it's a it's a bigger than sports city, but sports is definitely a part of the heart of the city. Absolutely, you got the Cubs, you got the White Sox, you got the Blackhawks, you got the you got the other teams, you got the Bulls, you got the the Bears, you got the you got the you got all the teams. Also, why are the Chicago Bears the Bears? Couldn't tell you. I don't think there are that many Bears in Chicago or ever were, but it's okay. Um, sports. So, rather than, like, talking about, like, Michael Jordan and, like, the Bulls winning six championships and all that stuff, I figured it'd be fun to look at some of the stranger sports events that happened in Chicago. And I Googled it, and I got some good results. There's only two of them, but they're pretty, cool, pretty good. So, fun fact, in 1895 not long after the population of Chicago had hit a million people, there was the first automobile race in history in Chicago. They raced from downtown Chicago north to Evanston, Illinois. That drive now takes you just about an hour. But in 1895, a guy named Charles Duryea, D-U-R-Y-E-A, Duryea, won the race, first ever automobile race, which was held, it was sponsored and held to promote the motorcycle that had recently been invented but he won the race in seven hours and 50 minutes and like i said that drive takes now just over an hour so think about how far we've came good for us that's like somebody walking that's literally like the difference between walking and running good for us go go and go right go technology uh, another thing that happened in chicago that was a standout event softball was invented in chicago fun fact so Harvard and Yale, they play football, always a big football game, just because Harvard and Yale always butt heads, they're the smartest, or some of the smartest in the land, so they, they want to be the best. So, in Chicago, while they're waiting for a game to be decided, one second, I'll get the year, because I don't know, uh, on Thanksgiving Day of 1887, again, right, short, shortly before the city hit, a, hit the population of a million, some Harvard and Yale fans were waiting on the results of the game, and uh, the Yale actually ended up winning the game, go Yale, and 
when that happened, a Yale fan threw a boxing glove, because, you know, you should have boxing gloves lying around, at a Harvard fan, and the Harvard fan hit it with a stick, and after they hit it with a stick, somebody said, play ball. And, lo and behold, softball was born. <laughs> Did not know that. Interesting fact. But, uh, that happened. Also, uh, here's a third little throw-in for the biggest sport events in Chicago history. I personally, myself, was raised a Cubs fan. They won the World Series in 2016 after a 108-year drought. One of the longest championship droughts in sports. Bless up. Thank you, Base God, for that. Big time. Whew. I feel like this has got a gosh darn sprint. But now, it's everybody's favorite segment of the Procrastinating Podcast. It is now time for the feel-good article. Are you ready for this? Because I am right now. Here we are. Overturned tractor trailer spills syrup onto Pennsylvania Highway. We could watch this video, but I did watch it and nothing really happens. They just kind of talk about the fact that a, a trailer spilt. You can see under it. We are following breaking news right now. A very sticky situation on the road. trailer overturned this afternoon and it was carrying syrup. Yeah, it was, uh, they got in a little accident. Two trailers hit each other under this bridge in, in, uh, in Chicago, in Pennsylvania, and it spilled syrup all over the place. Would hate to be the city department in that town. Uh, reports indicate one of the trails, one of the trucks jackknifed around 1 p.m. Thursday on Interstate 488. Who cares? Collided with another truck underneath the overpass. The tractor trailer carrying a load of syrup ended up on the side, spilling a sticky substance on the road. No injuries reported. Cool. I wonder if a stain like that or like the syrup spill, which I imagine is probably pretty cleaned up. It's definitely still on the side of the road because you're not going to do a perfect job. But I wonder if that like if they were to like is that I wonder if it's going to leave remnants behind for the time, like for the foreseeable future. We will see. I don't really know. That's something to th interesting to think about. Who knows? Uh, Yeah. Procrastinate podcast. That's kind of all I have for this week's episode. Chicago, 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 went on a great trip, spent time with great friends, very good time. Also had maybe a spiritual experience on Tuesday night when I walked through that, that warmth. If anybody has an explanation about that, please let me know. I would love to hear it. If you don't, I obviously understand because ghouls and ghosts exist. But that being said, I would like to thank you very much for watching this week's episode of the Procrastinated Podcast. If you continue to watch every episode, I appreciate you so much. Admit, honestly, some of the, the viewership in the past few episodes has been kind of poopy. It kind of makes me sad on the inside, but I'm going to keep doing this just for fun. I really need to get more guests on the show, but I'm freestyling, dude. This is this is how I'm doing it. I'm, I'm living my life. I'm doing it my own way, and it's going pretty well. I would like to thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you could like the video, that'd be, that'd be cool. If you could comment, you could share, you could turn on notifications, you could follow me on Instagram, you could follow the Instagram, the podcast Instagram, all of these things, rated on Spotify. That would be the most coolest thing that you could do. I appreciate you listening. And as always, I've been your host, Matthew B. Stein. You've been fantastic. And I'll see you next week on Tuesday with another episode of the Procrastinated Podcast. TPP, you know where to find it. Peace out.